Welcome to the 7 Days to Amazing podcast, where you learn how to make your life, business, and style even more amazing in the next week. Now your host, Sharon Haver of FocusOnStyle.com. Sheiksters, do you ever feel like you have a little secret with that certain smile on your face and you, you just, you, you hope the whole world doesn't know what it's coming from, but you have it? Well, I got a couple of secrets here. One is I just found something out and it's got me sort of feeling a little, hmm. And the other one, I have a secret guest for you today and she is going to really rock your world. She's kind of, hmm, somehow going to make you a bit closer between you and your relationship with money. So today's very exciting guest on Seven Days to Amazing podcast is Lori Ann Reeves. So let me ask you a question. What's your money story, honey? Have you ever felt like you get into your own way so much that it affects your business and your life? Well, today's amazing guest is going to help you get unstuck so you, yeah, you can succeed. Lori Ann Reeves is a money mindset expert, speaker, and a business coach who helps her clients transform their relationships with money so that they can have the financial success and lifestyle they want and desire. Lori Ann believes that it doesn't matter what or who knocks you down. It is your responsibility to get back up to be able to live your life on your terms. So that your personal transformation and business success can happen. As a serial entrepreneur over 20 years, Lori Ann's very journey has come together in a way that serves her clients at the highest level. Her focus is in the entrepreneurial, professional women, and creative spaces. And she believes that mistakes, detours, and unexpected life events have shaped and led Lorianne to give her clients leadership with the one ingredient necessary in life and business, and that is resilience. So, people, you are in the right place if you desire to rewrite your money story, so much so that you should grab Lorianne's special gift over at rewriteyourmoneystory.com. So sit back. You will be amazed today. And welcome, Lorianne Reeves. I am thrilled to have you with us. Thank you, Sharon. I'm thrilled to be here. So excited. What a great intro. I oh, love it you. when you you in, when you do those things. There's, I just love that excitement you bring to your audience. Oh, well, it's exciting to have you here. Besides, you know, you are my. You know, we have we were talking before before the show, and this is a funny secret just came out, and you are a secret. You're like one of the best kept secrets on helping people get to a, a better relationship with their wallet, their pocketbook, their finances, and you know, I'm all about that. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People, and you, people and you really have a cool pocketbook. Yes, yes, I oh, yeah. do. I love that. And, uh, and yeah, a lot of people just don't realize um, how some of their thoughts about money can get in their way and impede their success. So I'm glad to be here. Oh, thank you. So, so tell me, like, how did it get that way where you sort of got the big light bulb moment of, you know, money can really hold me back when you think it's the thing that you want to succeed? What, what, how, give me a little background of where you came from and how you just sort of had, your, you know, your big aha light bulb moment on, on 
getting unstuck with money? Uh, you know, everyone has that light bulb moment eventually. And really what happened for me was that over the years, I um, realized that uh, people had stories that they got stuck in. And how I realized that is I, at one point, uh, was trained as a marriage and family therapist. And uh, in my private practice, I noticed that people would rather talk to me about their sex lives than their money. And when I started training and coaching... Isn't that interesting? Yeah. And when I started uh, coaching um, uh, entrepreneurs to build their business, I decided that I would bring money to the forefront. And that happened with me personally when I had a business partner walk out on me, several of them, and I said, what am I attracting here that I don't want? And what is the story from um, another, uh, my relationship with money? What is the story of my that I heard when I was a kid? And what were the things that the culture was saying about money that I had personally taken on and was attracting things I didn't need to be attracting around money? So that's, in a nutshell, what happened with me. Well, that, yeah, because I think I, I know like, you know, in full disclosure, Lorianne and I are in a really, a really cool, um, I guess you would call it sort of a major mastermind together. It's a very high level program. And one of the things I think that we learn is that, that some of the problems that we have, that they have origins. I mean, they just didn't sort of manifest themselves in front of you today. They come from, from your baggage. And although I know Lorianne has a really cool pocketbook, it's kind of like a Stella McCartney, everybody. But, um, <laughs> you know, but like, where does this baggage come from? Where, you know, where, what, when you're carrying it around and it's not in your purse when you're talking to people. And I find it so fascinating that you say that people would talk to you more about their sex life and their money. And I, I know, and I, it's been a weird week. I've been seeing some old, old friends of mine and talking to uh, several that I haven't spoken to in years. And it's so funny how, like, you'll say, like, how are you doing? And there's a few of them, and they'll be, like, really graphic on, like, how are you doing in the bedroom? You know, it's like, I don't want to know. <laughs> TMI, TMI. But it's like, how are you doing? And it's like, they'll complain about all these problems, but they'll be afraid to admit to God, I just lost some money, or oh my God, I made so much money, or oh my God, I'm afraid to buy or spend it. It's so interesting. Like, what do you think is the psyche with people that they're more than willing to be free with the TMI of their bedroom antics rather than their, you know, their bank account? Right. So, great question, Sharon. So, for me, there are two areas, and um, the first one, I'm just going to uh, give a short example so people understand how a money story can get in the way and where it comes from. I have a client. Um, she is a huge uh, success in the educational consulting field, and she came to me to start a different business that she wanted to start. We thought, hey, it won't take long. She knows how to make money. She's uh, got herself up to half a million dollars a year in the educational space, and I started working with her, and she wasn't taking any action. And, until, and then I finally started asking her, what is going on when I'm talking to you about doing a sales call or, or uh, networking out there? And she goes, all I hear is this fuzziness. And so doing some processes and some techniques that I've developed, what it came down to when she grew up, what she heard in her family was women only make money in two areas, nurses or teachers. Oh. Well, she had... And there's the story. She didn't even know she was caring. She could not make the transition in that moment until she cleared her money story around women can make more money other than teaching and nursing. So it's a very fascinating way to show people how even stories you don't even know you have can get in the way of building your business. Wow. 
Yeah. See, and, and, yeah. And it, it, it's so interesting. And if someone is like, you know, how do they get to that point in their life where they're like, they, they're even aware or cognizant of the fact that they, they could be carrying some like money baggage? Like, how do they, how do they get to you to begin with? Well, most people start coming to me around biz, uh, building their business, but I quickly turn it around to the money because I know if we yeah. don't handle those money stories, they're not going to make any money. And I had to do it for myself too. And, and guess what? I'm still working on it because we're in, we're so influenced by how we grew up and the baggage we uh, have as adults and what we hear in our culture. But the second piece I wanted to um, bring up that kind of that ties into this, uh, Sharon, is uh-huh. people have tons tons of fear around uh, money. And it plays out in a couple of scenarios. One, if they make too much money, maybe they'll have to leave people behind because people have them in their little box of who they are. Um, maybe they're supposed to be the helper, not the pe- person that's supposed to be out there making the money they want. And they have a fear of being too much because if you're too much, then people also start talking about you. So those two fears really play into people building their businesses to the level they really want to. Yeah, that's so interesting because the fear of being too much is something that it never really occurred to me. You know, I, sometimes I call myself like this two-headed monster because I was in the fashion business for so long and everyone there just wants to be too much and fabulous. And then being an entrepreneur and having, you know, a business background as well, dealing with business people who are sort of afraid to put themselves out there. They're afraid to show up. And as I started working more with entrepreneurial women, I realized that it wasn't what they were wearing as far as the shoes or this, the hair, the cut, the eyeglasses or whatever. It really got deeper rooted into a very concrete and obvious fear of just being out there and being too much and being seen and being noticed and that they have pigeonholed themselves back in such a place where they were comfortable and they were making all these movements and and getting coaches and programs and, you know, further education to sort of break free. But they were so afraid of getting to that point so that they were basically holding themselves back the way they walked into a room by looking like their 1982 yearbook photo or looking very underrated. So it was sort of a self-sabotage. And as you talk to them a little further, it also goes down to how they look at money. It's like a fear of flying and so many different levels. So they're like flatter money around like little breadcrumbs, but they're afraid to lay it down where it will help plant the seed and help them grow. Absolutely. So the the fear, uh, so what that ties into and what you're actually talking about is how women especially uh, look at money and uh, equate it to their self-worth. So if they're not, if they have the fear of being too much, that means their self-worth is not where it should be. Mm -hmm. And so that equates to uh, how they handle their money. So it's this vicious cycle unless they look inward. And what happens is, as you know, Sharon, we've seen it so much in our upper mastermind and we see it when we're out there at live events, is that women, um, especially women entrepreneurs, they buy the next bright and shiny object uh, Mm -hmm. program. They hire this coach. They do this. They do that. But they're still looking outward when they should be looking inward first. And then you plan what coach you need to hire. Then you plan what 
client attracting program you need to have. But I, I um, that's the work that I do is to get them to look inward so they can break free and be all they want to be. That's and great. I can say also, Sharon, two things that I've noticed in over 20 years of working with folks. Men come to me and say, I, I work too much. I didn't have my family life that I wanted. And so when they're getting ready to retire, that's their regret. Women, when they get to a certain age and they feel those years are less and less, say to me, I wish I had lived up to my potential. And uh, that is such a regret of being fearful of being too much. And then at the end, toward the end of your life, regretting what you didn't uh, do in terms of your talent, what you could give to the world and what platform you could have out there. But, and that's such an interesting thing because, I, I, you know, I know as we're all getting a little older and people are like, oh, I don't mm-hmm. want to get older. Well, you know, you have a choice. You don't have to get older, you know. <laughs> I don't think you want that choice. <laughs> so, right. if you, so if you're going to get older, then why are you living a, a life of regrets? Isn't it, you know, once that awareness happens, right. shouldn't this be your time to sort of say, you know, I'm back on the grid. You know, I know I'm doing it. I've been a mom. I don't regret being a mom for one. It was like the best thing I've ever done is is to be a, a mother. I just I adore my child to pieces. I can't. It's that my happiest moment. But at the same token, now that he's starting college and he's in the house right now, so he could probably hear me. It's just also <laughs> I'm kind of like you know I'm back on the grid because you're not right. my number one responsibility. I'm back to being, my, and I don't really feel that I put myself aside or anything for him. But it's just right. your importance levels, you know, your priorities sort of shift a bit. So I don't really understand when people say like, oh, I, you know, I didn't live up to my potential. Well, where is your potential? Mate, what do you want to do today? And so how do you deal with someone to get to that point where they're like, live for today and tomorrow, not because of the past. Free yourself from that so you can get to what's next. Right. And so, again, you tie into my other fear that women have is that they are geared towards helping others, taking care of their families. And you're right. I've gone through the same thing. I um you know, had one child after many years of trying, and I turned a lot of my attention to him. And and then even though I didn't sacrifice myself um, completely, but women have that tendency to keep doing that in their business, and they keep thinking that if I just help more, my client is going to pay me. No, your client is going to take advantage of you. So, and the fear is if I... um, if I stand up to be all of me, then my family, my clients will leave me behind and I will be left behind. So that second, that first fear I talked about now plays into what you're talking about. And it's paralyzing for women because they're such creators and helpers and caregivers. And they, and it's not that I don't want them to continue to do that. I want them to stand in their power and deliver that for their clients and be well paid at the same time. No, exactly, exactly. You know, sometimes you really have to realize, especially in business, you have to put the oxygen mask on first. You know, before yeah. you can before you can save. My father used to have this expression where you can't you can't fix a sparrow with a broken wing, and it was like I, you absolutely. Know, you want to? You can help the sparrow, put it in a little sock so it protects its wing until it heals. But you know, there's only so much. There's only so much. 
So right. tell me a little bit about, you know, how your week works out. So other people looking into it, I know they think, you know, the life of an entrepreneur and you're, you're, you are a busy speaker and you are really on the speaking circuit, which I'm um, bravo to you. And you also have a Thank pattern you. making business. So you also understand I do. Like what fits, which is kind of interesting. And, you know, I, I love the idea that pattern making is still around. And I, I was just talking to a friend who makes his own clothes. So, so tell me a little bit about how your, your average week goes. And if you want to sort of tell me, like, what's your perfect ideal week? Okay. Well, my average week goes, oh, gosh, it's already Friday, and I go, how did this happen? But this is a week I'm not traveling, so when I'm not traveling, I'm doing some local networking. Um, it's towards the end of the year, and I'm concentrating right now on trying to uh, book my speaking gigs for the first um, uh, quarter of 2017. And um, But my average week goes when I'm not traveling is I'm working on content, on creating blogs, I'm networking, I'm on the phone with my clients doing my coaching and um, when it comes to my pattern business then um, I'm also putting some time aside to go ahead and um, bring out the next pattern that I want to bring out. How many patterns do you bring out at a time? And do you um, it just depends. Um, I've designed them all. Yes, I yeah. have designed them all. I have uh, four, 14 right now. Well, I've got three in the, in the pot. Um, the reason I went this route is I am a Curvy gal is my uh, one of my loves. My grandmother and I always sewed together when I was young, and she taught me the, the business because she was a bridal um, gown designer um, in the small state of Rhode Island. And she, um, and so she taught me the skills, and I took it as a minor in college pattern drafting. And I, I've got a curvy body, Sharon, and and I got tired of not being able to find everything I wanted, and. Um, so I and the kind of designs I wanted. So I actually started for myself and then started selling them to other women and to professional women that take them um, with the fabric I sell them and take it to someone that can make it for them and fit their body perfectly. So. Wow, that's great. Yeah, a friend of mine was saying that he does it for himself because he's so tall and it's just, you know, it's just easier. I, it's funny because when I was a little girl, my mom used to, like, do a lot of sewing and fixing and every time I was sick, she would sit up all night and um, make my Barbie doll an outfit. So my Barbie dolls had all these couture clothes. So if I was sick, yeah. I would wake up and Barbie would be sitting, you know, at a little, my nightstand wearing a new outfit. And as a matter of fact, on my shelf behind my desk, I have one of my favorite old Barbies and she's wearing like, it's like a gold knit three-piece suit and it has just fabulous coat with a brocade lining and <laughs> I remember those days but no it's this one Barbie and it always reminds me because my mom used to like make the, and she would make the patterns but she was never that for my grandmother Matt had the sewing machine and she always had the the butterick patterns and the Vogue patterns uh-huh. and but my yeah. mom used to piece it all together and, and it's like I could you know rig things but I was I'm never good at that and I was, that's funny as I grew up with it so you, you think it would be a skill that I would have but no but I, I can like rig things like this friend I was talking to was talking about like how to make this full crinoline and we're like well if you can't find it you just go get some tool and you put a piece of elastic underneath it and you do like some ghetto couture and it's like you go out of that right I could be, maybe that's the stylist in me you know some give me some duct tape and some clamps and I can make anything but patterns I don't know I come from a family of it and it didn't it didn't pick up so, so tell me, what, is, what does style mean to you? Because I know you have your business style, you have your 
your professional style. I know you have a signature color, which is that really beautiful kind of French electric blue. And, you know, yeah. you're, you're, you've got your business brain on, but you also, when you project yourself, you, you know, you have a different, definite Laurie and look. So tell me just in the whole big picture of just business and life and, you know, the whole thing of making it amazing. Like what does style mean to you? Oh, great question. Uh, and for me, it was the realization that my style had to be based on me, just like my business has to be based on me. So style means to me that I have to look at my body and say, yes, I am an hourglass and uh, um, a full-figure hourglass, and I have and I have this certain personality, and I have to meld the two. So you know, for me, it's all about style is giving, uh, complementing my body shape making sure my proportions are good and it's fitting me wonderfully and giving me some room and comfort. And my electric blue is every time I wear it, that French cobalt blue, people just always complimented me on it. So I've adopted it as the color because people love it on me and I obviously must look good on it. And it means that I can, style means I can run around in the world and people, when they start to know me, know, yeah, that's Lorianne, that I have adopted my personality and my clothing. A little bit um, tailored, but with some extra oomph to it, some leather here and there, some, because I, I don't do well uh, with because of my shape and anything that's too foo-foo, but I know how to now dress my body and put those details of my life on my body. Great. And how, how does that translate into, like, the the way your site is and your business and just your whole general personal brand and and you know because because i also say a lot of things is i want you know when i work with with one-on-one people or through any of my courses and programs it's like i want you to look worth it i want you to look relevant i want you to look rich and rich doesn't necessarily always mean in the pocketbook although it just means a rich and full life where it's nice to have it more in the pocketbook and and look ready because so many of these women are like you know you meet them at at marketing and and business events and like oh yeah i'm a so-and-so coach and i charge six figures to do this and it's like you look like you were just cleaning the carburetor i think not you know so it's like how do well, you I, it, no. yeah no so how do you put it put it together for your business that you look you know you're the money lady it goes back to that self-worth question those women you're meeting out there i have the same question how are you going to have someone hire you if you're not looking like you are um, making the money that they want to make. So mm-hmm. it becomes a self-worth issue in terms of um, embodying how my self-confidence, um, projecting um, my um, uh, my voice when I'm speaking, uh, projecting my life out there, but still being me. I hear the complaint all the time, and I know, Sharon, you hear this all the time. Well, I just want to be comfortable. I don't want to wear this. I don't want to wear that. drives me crazy because, as you know, because you are the stylist in in here, that if you do a little bit of shopping, you can find things that you are still comfortable with and embrace who you are and still look fabulous. You don't have to go crazy over it. Schleppy. So I think... Yeah, or schleppy. I in, in that when you're looking schleppy, you're telling the world you don't care about yourself. Exactly. So how can they you care about your. They don't care. How they can don't you care about your clients. How, yeah, they don't you know, care. How can it's you like, care about your clients? Mm-hmm. When you look lazy, when you have a lazy appearance, why would I think right. that you're not going to be lazy to me? 
Like, you know, we all, like, especially women who work from home, you don't exactly get zhuzhed up mm-hmm. every day. But if you're going out no. there, you just, like, really? How do you do, like, how do you expect me to think that goes into your business, that that is the first thing I'm saying? So I, I want you to, to kind of go back and, and, and tell us a little bit. Give us a couple of takeaway tips because we've gotten sort of all over on this one. I mean, if someone we really, have. yeah, but it all is coming back mm-hmm. to the same thing. And it's coming back to, you know, this fear of self-worth and, and fear yes. of being too much. It all, it all is the same. And that's one of the things I really want to, everyone who's listening and understanding in seven days to amazing is because it's not just what you wear. It's not how you run your business. It's not, you know, your, your, hand couch with your macrame throw on it at home, your lifestyle. It's everything that makes us all amazing. It all comes together. It's not, it's everything we do is a sum of the parts and there's synergy and it becomes greater than, than that one little thing. So if it starts with this story of having a hmm, faulty, iffy kind of yeah, relationship with money story. How does someone, give me three takeaways that someone can do this week to really get in and get a better relationship with money so they can soar in other areas of their life? Okay, great question. So I'm going to start with number one, just start um, observing and uh, the money story you may be telling yourself. So go back to what you heard as a kid. If you're married, Kind of ask yourself how money, um, you're discussing money in your relationship or if you're in a relationship. And number um, three, what are the cultural um, money stories you're hearing out there? Oh, money is only for certain people. I heard that one as a kid. So kind of make a little list. Now, and then the fact, once you make that list, start looking how you behave in your business. How do you approach a sales call? Are you excited? Do you not even want to hear the word sales conversation? Um, uh, Do you delegate out your money? Do you not, or do you pretend that money doesn't even exist? Because another thing I get uh, some backlash on is, you know, Lorianne, money isn't everything. But in business, it touches everything. And you Mm -hmm. must see how you're acting in your business. So you've got the story, you're looking at your behavior, and then, when someone asks you, the third piece is the emotion piece and the fear piece. When someone asks you how much do you charge, do you freeze? Do you have butterflies in your stomach? This tells you where you need to start. And if at any point in this conversation that I've had with Sharon, to all your listeners out there, I'm talking to them, I have made you mad or you didn't like what I said, that's where you start because whatever it's more of a projection about you than it is about me. It's for you to look at whatever um, emotion you had around money, that it's the place for you to start digging internally because money is a tool. It has no emotion. It has nothing. We humans do this to money. So you have to look at yourself and where you get upset, and that's the uh, first place you start. That is such an incredible point. It's like, and it, it's not on money. It's on everything. And it's just people right. get so angry with stuff and angry with, why did she say that? Why but yeah. Why does that matter to you? It's you. What nerve is that, you know, sort of That's triggering? Yeah. What, is, yeah, what is it doing? Yeah. What is, why are you getting that reaction? Because you really shouldn't care, but obviously you care so much. So what is it in you that's making you care so much about it? And that's kind of, I think, the glue to all of this. That's the core. And especially... Absolutely. Because, you know, I would have... I was I just going to... Right, so it's going. 
I'm sorry. I was just going to tell you, when people get angry, that's a mask for fear. When people mm-hmm. procrastinate, that's not laziness. That's a, another mask for fear. All these things that we project are 100% mask for fear. And so in that moment, you have an opportunity to ask yourself, what is this about me that I just had this reaction? That's the first question you ask because it always is about you, not about the other person. No, that's brilliant. That, that's, you know, that if we had to have one takeaway on all of this from you, that, that, that is just like, what is this about me that, that gives me yeah. this reaction? And so I have this reaction and you'll see. So, I mean, I just, I just think this was, this was really great. And I think this was, I, I, you know, I know, I love you. I just think you're, you know, wonderful. So what, <laughs> thank you. So what I said in the beginning of the, of this, of the top of the show is I said, if you want to get more of Lori, you can go over to the rewriteyourmoneystory.com and she's got something special for you. And I, do you want to tell us a little bit more about that or any other current projects that you're working on? We'll put the links underneath this on Focus on Style. If you're listening to this on iTunes, you can go back to the Focus on Style page or rewriteyourmoneystory.com and get it there. But tell us what else you're, you're what are you up to? Yeah, I first of all, also, um, when they go to that link, they'll be able to take a money mindset uh, quiz, uh, and then they'll get a report on where to start thinking about how they view money. So it'll be really nice for them. I'm finishing up my new ebook, getting ready to publish that, and I um, am going to start a major program starting January and January uh, so people can get their money story right and really make the money they want in 2017. And, of course, I do a lot of one-on-one coaching, so if people are interested in that, they can just drop me a line, um, and I'll be glad to chat with them. Great. Fantastic. Thank you for being here. And, everyone, again, rewriteyourmoneystory.com with Lori Ann Reeves and Thank you, Lori Ann, for being here today. That was, there was really some brilliant takeaways. And I can tell you right now, I'm going to have my team create some really cool memes to pass them around on social media because there are really some good, juicy nuggets that I think will help all the listeners and everyone really get a, a better relationship with money. And just, you know, it's, what was that old song? Money, money is, what it says? Money is everything. Money, what was that old song? Uh, money isn't everything, but money touches everything in yes. in your business. And so yes. that's what I was saying. Thank yeah. you, and Sharon. Then, I loved being here. I love your energy and I look forward to more collaboration. Thank you. Same here. So bye-bye, everybody. See you all soon. That's a wrap. Well, not so fast. Don't forget to hop over to FocusOnStyle.com for exclusive content to help you live your most amazing life with style and success. For even more great stuff that Sharon only shares by email, subscribe to her in the know list at www.FocusOnStyle.com insiders. See you next time. 